get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Character Smallman and Danny Mack on 101 ESPN, and we head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. It's time to head into the Blues booth, and Joey V, Joe Vitale, Blues analyst on 101 ESPN, joins us as he does every Friday morning. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Hey, Randy. Good morning, guys. I'm doing really good. How are you today? Everything's good. That was a disappointing finish last night. You know what? It was a disappointing finish, but tell you what, what a great game. It was a great I mean, game. Uh, yeah, fan of hockey. That was, that was maybe the most physical, I think, uh, just kind of anxious on the edge of your seat game. I think we've seen all season, which is, I think is awesome because you look at the Nashville Predators where we haven't seen them in, you know, a little while now. And now they're obviously a part of the division and the way things are set up. And this is a, a heavy team again, that's in the central, which, you know, uh, you go back a few years, it's always been Colorado and Vegas and Minnesota's always had that heavy style. Right. But to me, Nashville and Chicago, they always had this kind of aura about them where they were just kind of like those high-end skilled guys, running gun, not too physical. But this is great because I think the Nashville Predators really have turned their identity on its head. You know, with John Hines, their head coach, I had him in the minors. He's a, he's just a hard-nosed kind of guy. They got some really good pieces. Janot was one of them. McLaren got in a fight and some big hits. So I like, I like what's kind of happening between Nashville and St. Louis. Two heavy teams going at it in the Central Division. One of the positives last night, Joey, was Jordan Cairo. He is just electric at times, and it seems like the sky's the limit for this young player. It really is, Michelle. And, you know, I've said since the beginning of the season, there's not a player on this team, really, that brings me on my edge like like Jordan Cairo because, uh, really, it's his speed. His speed really sets him apart from everything else. But not only not only his speed, but really just what he can produce with that speed. You know, uh, let me give you an example. Like Mackenzie McEachern, he was probably just as fast as Jordan Cairo, but you know, it's really a challenge when you are that fast to kind of have your head and hands connect with your feet where you can kind of produce and do things with the puck that you want at that top speed. And that's what makes, you know, Jordan Cairo and the, the Connor McDavid's, uh, the Austin Matthews, uh, those kind of players, even Phil Kessel to some degree, that's what makes them so special is because their their hands and their head are connected to those, these quick feet they have. And I think that's what we're starting to see. I mean, his ability to kind of create space and create speed in the neutral zone, you're seeing the respect from all the defensemen in the league. They're starting to really respect him now. In the first couple of years in the league, they just kind of would keep a close gap in the neutral zone and not really think much of it. And Jordan, you know, he makes maybe some not-so-great plays with the puck at times, maybe a little indecisive, a little hesitant, and lead to turnovers. But now he's getting them puck in the neutral zone. And instead of Roman Yossi last night being, you know, on a six foot rope, you know, with distance and, and the cushion, he's maybe giving him eight feet now because you got to give him that respect. Same with Connor McDavid, who will be in town on Sunday for Colton Pareko. That, that's the biggest thing when you're, when you're defending Connor McDavid and, and guys with speed like Jordan Cairo is you have to give them a little bit more space. You got to give them a little bit more of a cushion because you don't want to get too tight. Cause that's when they can blow right by you. How about Tarasenko? Do you think his start is kind of calm the waters for, for both his camp and the blues and the fan base? It's just fun watching him play hockey again. 
Yeah, it really is, Dan. You know, I think that, you know, he came on the scenes extremely hot this year. I, you know, I think it's fair to say that I think Vladdy's game um, from a, a production standpoint has fallen off a little bit uh, in the previous three games up until last night. And I think that he was kind of riding the high to start the year. And then he was hitting this little bit of a lull. And, and then, you know, the lull, the, the key about those lulls is you got to get out of them quick. And I think that goal last night, to me, that, that was a big, big moment for him because now he's kind of out of that, that little bit of a lull of a slump where he isn't producing in the last couple of games as much as he was in the first five or six, let's say. And, you know, you talk to Ryan O'Reilly, and I, I love his dad, Brian. He's a terrific uh, mental coach and life coach and a sports psychologist. He said the key, really, um, to being a great player um, for Vladdy's situation in this case, the key to becoming a great player at any sport you do is keeping those lulls and keeping those valleys very, very short. You know, so you look at you look at the season right on like a graph, like the ups and the downs of a season, right? You know, so Jordan Kyrie was on a high. Uh, Tara Single was on for a while was on a high, and then eventually you're going to hit these little dips. It, it, it's, it's it's common. It's going to happen to everybody, right? But the key is you want to keep those dips very short. And when you're in those dips, you got to figure out a way to get out of them very quickly. And I think for Vladdy last night, you know that off angle shot, just throw it to the net for something. I actually thought he was looking for a pass, just kind of throw some some chaotic because it wasn't much there. But he throws it at the net. He takes a chance on it. It finds a little hole like most goal scorers do. And now he's back in the scoring column and he's got confidence heading to Carolina today. Joe Vitale with us on 101 ESPN. So that's how you become a good player. Joey V, I brought in my junior high school transcript for Michelle and Dan to see. And it is not flattering for me. It is not a very impressive group of grades that I compiled as a high school student. As a matter of fact, I think some people might say my grades were bad. You were a good student. You're a smart guy. How, for the kids that are listening out there, how do you be a good student? How do you learn well? Oh, man, that's a fully loaded question, Randy. And I, I, you should not be asking me this question because it has not been a good week in the Vitaly household because report cards came out last week. And mm. I, I'll tell you, uh, I love my children. Uh, they're very kind. Uh, but I will say school maybe has not been their str- strong point. And you know what? I, I, I have myself to blame. I just blame me. I blame myself. I tell my wife, you know what? I was a, I was a lackluster student. I was lazy at times. I just wanted to get done. I just wanted to get through it. You know, my dad uh, said something to me. I'll never forget when I used to get report cards. I got a satisfactory, or no, I got an unsatisfactory in conduct. I'll never forget. I was in third grade with Miss Rutledge and St. Justin, the martyr school over there in South County. Mm-hmm. And I got pretty good grades, A's and B's. But on conduct, it said unsatisfactory. Okay, so my dad looked at it and he said, Joe, there's one mark I care about. This is the only mark I care about is your conduct. The grades, they're going to fluctuate. They're going to go up and down, but I only care about your conduct. Now, I told my kids this a couple of years ago because, you know, they had a pretty good report card, but then under conduct, there's always comments about, are you, are you kind? Are you, are you giving? Do you care about others first? Are you compassionate? Do you share at recess? Do you get along with people? Do you participate in class? Like, that's all conduct. And I told my kids this. And a couple of years ago, I said, guys, this is the only grade I care about. Math, science, we can work on that. That's correctable. But I want you to be a good person, and I want you to go to school, and I want you to be a giver. Don't be a taker. So I said all this, had a great speech, just like my dad did. And, boy, my kids' grades are absolutely dreadful. So they come, <laughs> home, they come home last week, and my wife is just giving me the glare because looking over these grades, I'm like, wow, we got a lot, we got a lot of things we got to work on. And she goes, but, Dad, look, my conduct. And I'm like, Dad, look, my conduct. And their conducts are fa- fabulous. They're great kids, but their grades are terrible. I'm like, oh, boy, I think I really screwed this thing up. So my wife's kind of giving me that eye. We're like, oh, boy, you're in trouble now. So we had to kind of go back to the drawing board a little bit where, uh, yes, we are proud of the conduct, but – 
at the same time, there are some things you probably need to work on, so we're, we're down that route. So, Randy, answer your question. Um, you weren't a good student. I wasn't a good student. At the end of the day, um, I think it worked out well for both of us. And I think it always works out well for people. So just hang in there. Try to be a good person, and I think life will turn out well for you. Joey, were your kids proud to hand you their report card, even though the grades weren't great, but the conduct was high? A thousand percent. A thousand. <laughs> my, my kids are, are confident uh, to the point where it's like uh, they're, they're arrogant to the fact that they don't even know they're getting bad grades. They, they don't even show me their grades. Like, it's not even that big of a deal because, like, you know what? It's all, it's all about being a good person. So, yeah, there's got to be some balance in there, Michelle. But, no, they were, they were super proud of it. And uh, I think a lot of parents can relate when, you know, sports, for example, to tie this back into sports, you watch your kid play a sport and they're just, you know, different ages are funny, but they're just like not in it. They're not active. They're not aggressive. They're not doing anything. They lose the game seven, nothing. And to come up to them at the end of the game. Hey, how'd you like it? Did you have fun? How, how was the game? I thought it was great. I, I was flying out there. I, let's go get some ice cream, dad. And you kind of need to bite your tongue because you got to appreciate uh, just the, the childlike honesty and confidence in these kids, and we got to try to never uh, never tear that apart, I guess. You know, in a way, <clears throat> you could say that your kids are being smart because, you know, they, they all of a sudden they're a little lackluster in the classroom, but yet, hey, Dad, check this out, did pretty well. I mean, they kind of, you know, they're navigating around, getting in trouble, and uh, I look at it as maybe a smart play on their end. You're not you're not wrong at all, Dan. Just yeah. you know, getting it done, figuring out a way to figure it out, and just to get it done. Yeah. And then uh, another story, you know, coaches uh, in hockey. I don't know how other sports are, but coaches in hockey would always, always. I mean, Dan Bilesma, um, you know, whoever, just uh, any coach I had would come up to players at the next day after a game. So like today, Craig Berube would go up to a lot of players, for example, and I never forget this. They always come up to players and they would ask you, "Hey, how do you feel like your game went last night?" You know, and at the beginning of my career, and a lot of guys at the beginning of their career were like, ah, you know what, it was okay. You know, I probably could have, you know, done a couple more chips here. I probably could have countered there. And, and they start getting into all the negatives of their game. And the coach just sits back and listens. And, and then he'll, he'll talk about what the player said. And I'll never forget it. Matt Cook, in my third year in Pittsburgh, and he said, whenever the coach asks you, how did you feel about your game last night? Just say, great. Just say all positive things. Say you were flying. You had good legs, a couple good chances. One's going to go here soon. And I asked him why. And he said, because, Joe, they have so much going on. They don't really know how your game went. Like, you got you to play the mind game where you play well. And you know, I started doing that. I started doing that after I even played bad. And the coaches like, would be like, you know, I agree. You had some good chances. Like your legs were good. Keep it up. And then they would walk away. I was like, why did it take me three years to figure this out? So the kids, you're right, Dan. They're smart because they're yep. getting ahead of it. That's right. <laughs> I see you navigate and you, you adjust on the fly, and they they've got you in a corner because you you did say, hey, you know I got, I'm trying to you make sure you're a good kid. Well, Dad, we were a good kid. Okay, oh. so get off my back. The, the, pro- the problem with parenting, I'm starting to realize, is that I'm, I'm a child myself. And, no. And I, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I, I'll be honest, I don't know what I'm doing. And I think any parent out there should be honest with themselves, look themselves in the mirror and say, I'm a child. I haven't grown up. How the heck am I supposed to navigate and raise other children when I'm still this, like, childlike spirit that's just trying to be responsible and figure this out? But meanwhile, I'm responsible for these kids. It doesn't make any sense. So just try to keep that in mind. Hey, hey Joey, let me ask you a question. So you've seen Raising Arizona, right? I have not seen Raising Arizona. Oh, my God. Sorry. Is that one of the old, old movies that only old people watch? 
you calling me old? Is that what you're doing, Joey? No, I'm just, I'm just saying. I see, I'm going down that road. Okay, I'm on your kid's side now for sure. Um, but there's the, the scene when they're going to get the, uh, you know, the, these guys take over and they, they steal the baby and they got, uh, it's Dr. Spock, mm-hmm. you know, the, the book on how to raise a kid. By the way, you have what? You got five kids? I got four. There's nothing in that book that can tell me how to raise a kid. I'm sorry. There's nothing. It's all trial. And, I mean, it's, it it's, it's just, Randy, you got kids? You have no idea. You totally. can't read a book on how to raise a kid. No. It's insanity. That's it, all there it, is to it. It is insanity. And I think that the fact that I'm starting to learn too, Dan, is just to be vulnerable and just to be be open and tell your kids that you make mistakes too because I think they, they at least see the human in you that you're not perfect. You know, like my wife and I, we, we do this thing where we, we bicker and we quarrel about stupid things. And our kids every now and then will witness that. Because, you know, I got five kids. Like, they're crawling off the walls. We, we can't find any – we can't find a quiet room to have an argument. So, like, they're always around, right? Like a little fly. Anyway. I'm so, there. Well, Joey, I, I'm, I've been in your spot. Now mine are getting a little bit older. They will – then all of a sudden you're going to miss them that they are not hovering over your shoulders. So exactly. it, it goes that way. Exactly. And, you know, like, we'll, we'll do that fighting thing. And, and then now we do this thing where, you know, she's like, okay, we're, we're better now. Like, yeah, we're good. She goes, I need you now to apologize in front of the kids because I think it's important that they see that you were wrong and we can make up. <laughs> so she gives me the look and she's like, she's like, got anything to say? We're at dinner. Do you got anything to say, Dad? Like, uh, yeah, huh? I was just, I want to tell you I was really sorry. I was really wrong. And the kids' eyes are like going back and forth looking at us <laughs> right now. And, but no, I think it's good that they, they see the human side. And, you know, again, we're, we're all just a bunch of wounded ducks right now and, and trying to navigate this world ourselves. So it's hard enough as, as, as that is to then try to put the responsibility on trying to raise another kid. So be vulnerable. I don't know. Just tell the kids, you know, you're, you're human too. And you make lots of errors and mistakes and, and I don't know, just go with it. Have some fun and try to enjoy life as best you can. Joey, you're always fun. Have fun in Carolina, by the way. And thanks for taking some time with us. Yeah. Looking forward to it. You guys have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy this uh, nice fall weather and uh, we'll be talking to you next week. You bet. See you later. That's Joe Vitale joining us as he does every Friday here on 101 ESPN. And he's always got some knowledge and, and fun. Here's the lowdown on lowering bad cholesterol from Lecvio. Lowering bad cholesterol is hard, but you could do hard. You live through five fad diets, 11 sleep training nights, nine mediocre middle school recitals, one heart attack. And with Lecvio, you can lower your bad cholesterol and keep it low with two doses a year after two starter doses. Prescription Lecvio in glycerin is given by a doctor for people with known heart disease on a statin with diet who need more help lowering bad cholesterol. Common side effects are injection site reaction, joint pain, urinary tract infection, diarrhea, chest cold, pain in legs or arms, and shortness of breath. Results may vary. Learn more at Lecvio.com or call 1-833-537-8462. Ask your doctor about Lecvio. That's L-E-Q-V-I-O. Lower, longer, Lecvio. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.